welcome to another episode of 90 Minutes of Wisdom, a channel dedicated to helping you expand your knowledge and develop a more successful and peaceful mind. My guest today is an intuitive energy balancing practitioner that lives in Ladner, British Columbia. She is a certified emotion code practitioner, past life regression therapist, angel guide, and Ho'oponopono practitioner. Welcome to the show, Selena Jones. Welcome, Selena. Hi, Andrew. Thank you. It's so good to be here and connect with you like this. Mm, yeah, I'm so excited to have you as a guest. It's so impressive. I mean, I've cut out some stuff because you're. I can yeah. go on and on. It's like really, really <laughs> cool. Really amazing. To start, I would like to ask you, so that by definition, what is an intuitive energy balancing practitioner? Um, that is a good question because it's, I, you know, your, your career counselor at school didn't suggest you go into that, right? <laughs> um, so the word intuitive is in there because so much of, uh, you know, I do energy work essentially, and it's intuitive. It's talking to and listening to the universe. So there's always an intuitive piece. I am clairvoyant. I can see the energy around people. I can see the, you know, the guides and that sort of thing, but it's all intuitive. And then an energy balancing practitioner. So an energy balancing practitioner, the goal of all of the work that I do is we're balancing it. We're balancing the energy that's flowing through you physically, emotionally. When you're in balance, your body will heal better. It will respond better to whatever other medical therapies you're doing. Emotions will settle, things like that. So we're looking to get your energy in balance. And there is simply just an intuitive aspect about it. So that is, in a nutshell, that is an intuitive energy balancing practitioner. Okay, amazing, amazing. So we're going to go kind of thank you for that. That's a very cool explanation. And we'll kind of go through these things maybe at the beginning, just point by point, if you don't mind, because just I, I would like the clarity and I'm sure the lis listener would as well. So uh, certified emotion code practitioner. Tell us about uh, that. So the emotion code is a fantastic healing technique. And, um, you know, I've done the big certification course, but it is something that anyone can learn how to do. There's actually a self-help book that originally came to me, you know, uh, divinely most definitely showed up in my lap. And uh, I, I read the book, I learned how to do it and went, oh my goodness, like this blew my mind, the results I was seeing. So, um, so I, I went on with it, but anyone can learn how to do it. And the basic concept of emotion code, when we talk about, again, energy balancing, the energy flows through our body, comes in generally through the crown, um, from God, source, universe, whatever everybody's happy calling it, flows through your body, goes out your hands, out your feet, into the earth. Some people flow in reverse, but that's, that's the most common. And we know that the world is made of energy. Physics tells us everything is made of energy. Emotions are energy. So um, we all know what it's like to walk into a room where people have been fighting, right? <laughs> you can feel those emotions. And so when you can actually see an emotion, um, they're often balls of energy, about that big. And in a day we experience a ton of emotions. Usually we process them and we let them go, but there are definitely times when we don't let them go and they get stuck. So it's like, if this is flowing like a river, you get these trapped emotions. It's like having rocks in the river stuck in your body. 
And emotion code is a really simple technique of identifying trapped emotions. It's just as a chart and uh, use muscle testing, use a pendulum. And you go through the chart, you identify the trapped emotions and it's just a simple technique of removing them. Um, the, the successes I've had with you have just been wonderful, you know, within myself, within my family, and then, you know, within clients. So that's, that is emotion code. Okay, very okay. cool, very cool. So this, this technique you're able to use um, to help other people and you're also able to use the same techniques uh, on yourself to help yourself. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, cool. I could go like on and on with a thousand questions on that, but I just want to go through each one yeah. uh, sy <laughs> systematically. So uh, let's go to the next one. Past life regression therapist. That sounds interesting. I love, I love doing past life regressions. So in a typical like one-on-one -on -one session with me, I'm doing most of the talking. I'm talking to your guides. I'm, you know, telling you who's with you. I'm okay. We're blocked here. Now let's do this. But in a past life regression, it's such an exciting or you know, interesting experience because it's the client that's doing the talking. I lead them into a yeah, kind of meditative state and just ask the right, right questions and it opens the door to a past life coming up. And, uh, and you experience, you know, you remember the past life. And in the same way, you know, your childhood, positive and negative, affects how you see the world as an adult, your past life. Uh, your past lives, significant events can also affect how you are in the world today. So we identify some of those things and can work on healing them and, and uh, maybe seeing some of the common people that you've had past lives with. So that's a, that's a just, I always, I really enjoy them. I, I love, I love sitting with clients going through past life regressions mm. and it just, it provides so much healing and so much background for people to go forward with. Okay, cool. And before we move to the next one, I do want to ask you just on that subject, yeah. uh, because I was having a discussion with some people recently, and one is about soul groups, right? Yeah. And so I guess you kind of have firsthand knowledge of that, that we, we live in these soul groups or come back and reincarnate in these soul groups. Am I right in saying so? Uh, yeah, for the most part, absolutely. Um, so I, you know, I have also had kind of the blessing of being able to see people of all different uh, backgrounds, you know, from religious to cultural, uh, you know, English not being the first language, sometimes, you know, having translators, like the, whole, the whole thing, all ages and all the rest. And there's just some really great common threads that kind of I see over and over and over again. So we do tend to, when we go back into past life, we will often see some reoccurring uh, characters. The, oftentimes it's the, People who play an important role in this life, you'll see them in a past life, maybe in a different role. You know, my my husband has been, uh, this time we're romantic partners. I've seen us as, uh, you know, fighting on a battlefield together, you know, kind of partners in arms, that sort of thing. I've seen other lifetimes where due to a class system, we couldn't be together. So this is our lifetime, you know, to be together, right? In a, in a romantic way. So it's sometimes different but some of the important people tend to be with you lifetime to lifetime. Uh, and not everybody, you know, sometimes you're here because you both are working on the same lesson. Sometimes the main players in your life, you have something that they can learn from or they, you uh, need to learn something from them. And so that's why you partner together. 
but yeah, as a sole group, we definitely have people that come together regularly. Okay. Very cool. Thank you for that. And I, before we move on and we will move on, I have two more questions. I can talk about past lives all day, Andrew. <laughs> okay. So uh, one of them was, um, I'm, uh, from what I've learned and seen is I believe that we pick our parents and mm -hmm. so would you say that that's, that's, would you agree with that statement? I would agree with that statement, but I always like to add, but, <laughs> um, you know, because you know, certainly, you know, people have sat with me with extreme trauma as children, things like that, and say, there is no way I would ever pick, you know, this, you know, abusive home or something like that. So yes, I do believe we choose our parents, but I whole, wholeheartedly, like heart and soul, believe that we choose people based on their highest potential. And then people use their free will to rise to that potential or to be an abuser, things like that. So it just, from everything I've witnessed, I've experienced, and just, you know, myself as a whole, you know, the idea of seeing a child being victimized and saying, well, you know, they chose that, that just doesn't work for me. I very much feel that we choose people based on our highest potential and their highest potential and what we can co-create together. But free will is is the big player in humanity, right? And, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's how I address that topic. Yeah, no, that is, and it, it can be very difficult, but it's also, it's hard to say, like let's say another discussion I was having with a good friend mm -hmm. of mine just the other day was about um, death being like, a lot of people, most people, average person would say death is bad, but when you're kind of in a higher vibration, you realize it's death isn't yeah. bad at all, it's just Not a transition. And sometimes, sometimes it's actually really good, you know? Uh, yeah. And again, I, I agree with that. I mean, it's certainly not encouraging anyone to, to go seek death in this moment, but it is lacking that, um, that negativity, that fear around it when, when you see yourself in this cycle and, you know, again, people will come to me, you know, asking, you know, why did this person die? Especially if a young person has died, Right. And I'm not going to sit there and tell a grieving parent, well, you know, I'm sorry, your child got cancer and died, right? Like, that's just not a, you know, but it was for the best, right? So, you know, again, that would be so disrespectful. They'd never, ever go there. But understanding, you know, life, death, rebirth, and the space in between where a great deal of living and learning happens. No, I certainly don't see death as a, a place of fear or a place of negativity. Definitely not. It's, mm -hmm. we're all, we're all part of the cycle. Right, right. In the same, in the same way, certain things like, um, let's say, something bad that happens, perceivably bad to us, like is a learning experience. And, you know, through pain, do we grow, you know, and so some of these painful experiences, we could have chosen knowing that was going to happen, but for our soul to grow. And yes, physically, it might be physically painful, emotionally mm -hmm. painful. But when you come to the other side, you have this lesson in the same way that you need to fight the lion to gain the courage. You don't get the courage first and yes. then to fight the lion, you have to go there super scared. And after you fought the lion, you're like, now you've, you know, had this gift of courage. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, this is boot camp. You, you come down, you show up as a human on earth. This is boot camp. You want the lessons. <laughs> this is a place to find the lessons and, you know, spoken incredibly humbly because I'm here in this, you know, uh, profession, I guess today in this lifestyle really, because I, I, I was smacked down. I was smacked down really hard and had to, uh, 
really have a, a changed my life because I was not on a good path as far as, you know, just, I was in a completely different career, very science-based. I always wanted to be a healer, but certainly none of this. And, um, and I was just out of balance. And so I, you know, I, I got pretty smacked down. And, but when I crawled out, because I had that lesson, I needed to seek alternative treatments. And uh, they showed up and changed my life. To yeah. My career and everything, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, I do, I do really want to hear that story more in depth. And, and thanks for sharing that. Uh, and I, oh man, I just have so many questions for you. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so, it's so difficult <laughs> to hone in on a few. Um, yeah. Okay, one more because this is if I don't ask this, I'm just gonna. Yeah. Can, yeah. can you can you get have a life um, experience on Earth, get reincarnated in another world, not Earth, and then oh, yeah. later come back to Earth? So in between, wasn't like Earth, Earth, Earth. It was like Earth, Earth, somewhere, <laughs> Earth, Earth. Um. Yes. So okay. Um. Short answer: Yes. Um, and I've definitely, I, I have a, a collection of clients that, you know, feel quite stuck in their human bodies and very much remember uh, other worlds and other lifetimes and physically are not well put together or not made to handle earth. And there's a few, you know, there's certainly a few characteristics of when I see these people, I'm like, does this resonate with you? I'm like, yes, it does. Go look up star seeds and galactics, and they come back just going, oh, right? <laughs> because they're like, I have definitely lived elsewhere. So, yes, we can definitely incarnate uh, places other than Earth and in, in experiences other than human. When you talk about linear time, though, here, here, there, here, that's where things get muddled because we are so, uh, you know, the human experience is linear, linear time. But when we talk past lives, um, I'll go with uh, uh, Dr. Brian Weiss, his example. So he's um, uh, a relatively well-known past life regressionist. And Dr. Brian Weiss explained it, instead of, it's like, instead of our lives flowing like a river, it's more like we're in a pool. And finally, when you're done the reincarnation cycle, you get out of the pool. But it isn't that one is necessarily in front of another in linear fashion. That's just how when we're in the human experience, that's how you look at it. Exactly. Yeah. And the, exactly. Yeah. Yes, it totally does. In physics, they say a ball of yarn, right? That it's, yes. Yeah. you could be closer in the next five seconds or split second to a hundred years ago, a thousand years ago, or 10,000 years ago, than you are to five seconds ahead, which brings me to the next question, okay. <laughs> <laughs> which is, the uh, the understanding and just like as you pointed out very astutely how I was saying like like very linear like life life yeah. other life okay is we're in the world of opposites so we can't have cold without hot or up without down mm -hmm. or black without white so to have a look into a not a world that is non world of opposites like how do you even compute that like how does that even how do you even um, process that. And sometimes you can't like in my, in the regressions that I have done with people going back to these non-human, you know, uh, uh, worlds and lifetimes, it's, there's only so much that the human brain really can process. And I've heard some stories so many times that when they're struggling to process it, you know, I'll, I'll offer a little something now because there's some things that are so similar, you know, but people will go and they'll say, I'm supposed to be cold. The temperature is really cold, but it's so comfortable. 
you know, so things sometimes the human brain tries to make sense and it just can't. Well, it's, you know, different body, different experience. Um, oftentimes these otherworldly lives do not share time in the same way. You know, a blink of an eye in a decade and a millennia are all kind of one and the same, the ability to jump through. So even when we are doing a regression, um, we can only get what the human brain will get and will process. You know, some people go into lifetimes that are more crystalline. And how can, how can we really process that? So in the end, the information that we get is only what's helpful for us in this, in this time. Because otherwise, you know, that's why we don't remember it all to begin with. Yes, that's, there's a reason for the amnesia. Now, mm-hmm. I know that you're, so you're like, um, like a, I would say, you know, an expert in this. Uh, and some people, I've heard from other people, though, that it's not to do past life regression without the aid of somebody like you or something, because there's a lot of dangers in doing so. Is um, that true? I would just, I wouldn't do it for fun, is how I'd put it. You know, people go there, oh, this would be fun. And, you know, you want to be aware of why are you doing this? It's not just for fun, first of all, because human, human history, like, well, kind of sucks, right? <laughs> There's a lot of violence. There's a lot of things that you might see that would disturb you, would upset you. Um, you know, seeing yourself behave in a way that is abhorrent to you in this lifetime, or seeing yourself receive behavior from, you know, someone that you might know in this lifetime that you don't like and you never really knew why. And then going, oh, well, this person was, you know, quite violent with me. So I don't feel that you're going to ever come up with something that you're not ready to process. But it is, first of all, you do have to get into a meditative state uh, to really receive the information. And you don't want to get shocked out of that by seeing something violent, because that's really disruptive on on the system. And it can leave you, it's a fact-finding mission, right? When I do like energy healing, you're going to come out feeling fresh and feeling good. And again, but when we're doing a regression, this is a fact finding mission and you're coming back with facts and then you have to work with them. But if you come back with this stuff and you don't know what to do and suddenly you're like, well, you know, I, I saw, you know, I saw myself getting burned at the stake or I saw myself, you know, in war doing a really violent act. And then you're left with that, that can leave you in a worse situation than when you started. So I would, I wouldn't suggest, you know, it's natural human ability. So I would never say don't do that. It's natural, but really be aware of the goal and uh, before going in. Okay. It's, not, you know, it's a good, it, a very good answer. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Kind of like to be with somebody and guided with somebody yeah. who knows who's an expert. Um, okay. Here's a little bit of a, a different angle on the same, uh, okay. <laughs> same thing. How, how do you explain Donald Trump? you know um the only thing that i'll touch as far as this goes is you know so i'm clairvoyant i see angels i started seeing angels in 2009 i did not believe in angels they started showing up so that was another rip out out the ego right um everybody has angels around them not everybody listens to them but everybody's got them and uh and so you know, it's, I have had every possible conspiracy theory on every angle on every side be sent to me to ask my opinion on. And in the end, just toss light at the situation, you know, uh, approach the world uh, with 
with an open heart doing the best you can in your microcosm because we are going for just critical mass. If I can shift me and my little world and you can shift you and your little world, then whatever's happening, you know, um, for us, we're in Canada, so south of the border, um, positive, negative, whatever you think of other people, follow your heart, you heal your space, and we'll see the ripple effects happen. It is a very good answer. Very, very good. <laughs> I, I, I know. I just, you know, that's good. I'm very satisfied with that answer. Okay. Um, so then let's move on to the next thing is um, angel guide. And that's really, really cool. So tell me, what do angels look like? So, yeah, because this is like, I didn't, I didn't believe in angels. I 100% black and white did not believe in angels. And Archangel Michael showed up to me and he had lots to say. So, you know, you sit there and go, okay, <laughs> it's an angel standing in the room. I've got a client on the table and he's talking to me about what's wrong with this person, right? So um, uh, I hit the books and I studied and I learned about angels and I, I, I grabbed every book I could find and took every course I could find. So here's the rundown on angels from my experience, okay? Is they are pure energy. They are always positive. I've never in all these years had a negative angelic experience. They are pure energy. They come directly from source, God, universe, right? And so when you say, what do they look like? They don't have bodies, but they will project their image in a way that you will recognize. So I've had a really great experience with, um, with working with someone of a different culture. I had this uh, uh, lovely kind of elderly woman that I was working with, probably in her late 70s, maybe early 80s. And, um, and I described this angel that I'd seen. And to me, you know, I come from, you know, uh, you know the general, you know, uh, Christian background, right? So I tend to see like the Renaissance angel, angel kind of, you know, uh, paintings, right? And so I described this, this angel that I saw standing with this woman. And she, unbeknownst to myself, had just, I believe the day earlier, um, her elderly, elderly Caucasian woman, she'd had um, a session with a local shaman, right? <laughs> From our local indigenous uh, uh, people. And this, this man had described the identical figure, same aura color, everything. But for me, I described wings because that's what I see. For him, the angel did not have wings because she had asked, doesn't it have wings? She says, no, angels don't have wings because in his culture, they don't have wings. So they're going to give you an image that you will understand and recognize. They're not trying to be tricky. They want to work with you. So, you know, I, I, I tend to see the angels that come out of paintings oftentimes, um, but a different culture, different background, you might see them differently. Yeah, that's super cool. I, I remember I went to see many, many years ago, a shaman. And I entered into, and it was at the, at the, it was in a church. So it was in like the basement of a church. They said, come to see him in this empty basement of the church and walked down. So it's very like um, creepy. Like I, I'm not, I don't watch horror movies because I get scared and there's a good reason for it. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. <laughs> you and me both. Okay. okay. Yeah. Cause I've seen scary, real stuff. So, um, and so I go into this basement and I'm just feeling this like, really really like my spidey senses or whatever going off really strong so I'm quite an intuitive not to your level of uh intuitive things but i'm quite intuitive so i go in and i start feeling this thing and then this guy comes over i won't say his name and this the you know he's dressed normal normal clothes and everything and uh, and he and he comes over and uh as he's about 
five, 10 feet away. I stop and I just look at him and I go uh, and say his name. I said, listen, I, uh, I know we have, I've got referred by somebody that you're very, very kind and very strong. I said, but I have this overwhelming feeling of darkness in this thing, okay? I'm looking around for yeah. weapons to defend myself, okay? That's what my eyes are doing, okay? Which is a really, I'm a very peaceful person. So this is really out of characteristic uh, for me. I'm looking around and I say to him, um, you know, listen, I'm feeling this horrible, really, really dark energy. And he goes, oh, don't worry about it. It's just my guide. My guide is death. Literally. Oh my goodness. And I was like, wow. Wow. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> How do you even respond to that? <laughs> right? no, did you stay for the, uh, for the session? So literally, I'm like, okay. And then I said, I said, uh, tell me about the session. And he goes, there's this be bed, not even like, uh, now, now my, my mind, my memory is um, definitely not accurate anymore because it was very traumatic, right? So this yeah. bed, it wasn't a bed. It was like, like now the whole scene, it was like empty. It was creepy. And he's just like, there's this bed there and there's a bucket. And I'm like, what's the bucket for? He goes, because you're going to start puking. Like all the... <laughs> bad stuff yeah. i'm gonna tear it out of you and i'm like and then i'm like okay and then he's like what i'm gonna he goes I, you're probably used to light sessions and things like that and i'm like yes I, I am and he goes that's not what i do he goes i make you look at your worst fear and, and head on which whatever like batman like if you're scared yeah. of yeah, batman, yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw all these bats at you yeah. right? <laughs> And I'm like, holy, you know, wow, like, what is this guy? I was ill-prepared, okay, for this. Literally, I pulled out, yeah, a certain fee. I pulled out money. Yeah. I gave it to him. And I said, I wish you a wonderful day. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm out of here. And then and then some, some close friends were like, oh, you should have done it. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Easy to say. Yeah, in retrospect, it should have been yeah. like, you know, maybe. But honestly, like. Yeah, if your spidey senses were going off, no way. You, no you know, way. I couldn't like he's gonna tell me I'm gonna face he's he's gonna find my deepest fear and make me face that. Okay, I guess if I win and overcome it, um all the better. And if I what yeah. if I don't? I'm in a like maybe a mental institution and then you know, <laughs> yeah. and then I'm gonna be puking and then on top of all of that, there's um death is 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 there. Yeah, you know? like, yeah, yeah. You know, wait like his partner is death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was all too much. It was all too much for me. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'd have been out of there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it might be great for some people. That might be exactly what they're looking for and what they need. But no, that wouldn't have been for me. Either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Second, my spidey senses go off. I'm out. And nausea is something I really don't handle particularly well. So that alone would have probably done it for me. <laughs> Yeah, that was a, a crazy, crazy. Wow. Yeah, that was that was, and you know what? On that subject, and I wonder if you ever had the same. Is that once it happened to me in a hardware store, and once I got the same feeling in a grocery store, and one mm -hmm. time I was with my my mom and my brother in a hardware store, and I felt this overwhelming evil, like overwhelming, and this is like an like an afternoon, just a normal day, like. Yeah. two in the afternoon 
And we walk in this hardware store and I have it so strong that I, I turned to my mom and I said, and my mom is really cool and she understands um, yeah, yeah. this, everything that we're talking yeah. about. So I, I say to my mom, I said, listen, we have to leave. We mm-hmm. can't go in here. And my brother kind of like, you know, my brother's like, what are you, what are you, what are you talking about? I said, listen, yeah. I said, I don't know what I can tell you to convince you. I'll, I'll give you like money, anything, do a thousand chores, whatever it is. We have to yeah. leave right now. And we left and I still don't know what it was to this day, but I, I, it was so strong. And another time it was in a grocery store and it was at that time it was different because it was a person and there was a person in the grocery store that was so it's not low vibration. It was just plain evil, like the personification of evil itself. Okay. In the grocery store. And I, again, I was with my brother um, at this point and I, I start going to my brother cause I'm feeling like so much anxiety and I, and the person, I could see the yeah. person and I say to my brother, listen, uh, this is going to sound yeah, yeah. Very, very strange to you, but there's this guy that's, you know, 10 rows down. I describe him. And I said, it's possible that I might have to um, physically fight this person. And my brother's just like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, how do you sound normal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Remember, this is the only time. It's not like I go around saying this kind of yeah. stuff. It's like the yeah, one. Yeah, like, no, no, I, I still get it. Yeah. So one time in my life, and I look over, and the guy's like way down, like you know, twenty feet away, and I look at him, and he turns and looks me right in the eye, and he knows who I am, and I know who he is, and I was like, wow, it was so crazy. Then we go to the checkout, and I'm shaking, like I'm mm-hmm. shaking. I have so much adrenaline, and I have so much anxiety, and I'm sweating, and I'm shaking. And I just say, I say to my brother, listen, you back me up. This is like, if this guy comes to me and I just what a crazy thing to think of, let alone to say out loud. It was like shocking. And and thank God it it just went. And the guy, we left and he turned around and looked me right in the eye with the coldest stare ever and turned around and, and that was it. I never saw him again. It was really, 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 really odd. Yeah. So I know. On, yeah. yeah, exactly. So on, on that, um, yeah. have you ever had that kind of experience of, you know, profound? Yeah, I've, I've definitely had the experience, like when you describe the hardware store, of being in a location and being like, I need to get out of here. I can't put a finger on it, but there is something not right here. 100%. I've definitely, definitely had that. Um, and sorting, so when it's just a location, it's something big like that, you know, I've had, you know, so I sit there and go, okay, you know, later on, is it a person in this physical space? Is it energy left over from something that happened in this physical space? Um, Does this remind me of something that's triggering my life, a past life where something went down that was no good? Uh, You know, people seem to love, you know, heritage houses, turn of the century, you know, late 1800s. You couldn't pay me. (laughs) to go in there that was not a good time for me um I get creeped out every single time you know other kids seem to like little house on the prairie terrified me who gets terrified of little house on the prairie right (laughs) so for me that is definitely triggering and anytime I'm gonna go there I'm gonna feel that but then there's times when you're going yes something went down here and it's bad you know you um you know clients of mine are like real estate agents walk into a home and go oh, what happened here, right? (laughs) The intuitive ones. So there's that. And then, yeah, sometimes there's just, you know, someone, 
you know, people will come in, um, people that you see, just like you said, kind of randomly, but you're, you're a, you know, a highly sensitive person, you're going to connect with their energy and go, well, this is no good. And so like in that situation, you know, I would be cutting energy cords and removing psychic attack when you're done. But yeah, it's, I definitely had those experiences and certainly, you know, I mean, the, the people that show up, you know, in my office are the sensitive people. No, nobody comes for like energy healing if they're not a sensitive person, right? Um, and so I've heard these stories again many times, many times afterwards.